I've been thinking about desire a lot lately and why do people live lives of quiet desperation? Going to their grave with their stong still inside them. Stong? Song. Thoreau said that. Why is that though? Why is that the case? Is it just like a byproduct of human nature living in a modern industrialized world where we've removed nature from the equation? I actually think that is the answer. But how can we think about it as humans that live in our modern environment? What can we do to mitigate this? What can we do to maybe change our fate? Now, I'm not pretending to have all this figured out. I'm on my own journey, but I've been able to do things and reach a certain level of consciousness and happiness and contentment with my life that I'm very grateful to have achieved. I have two young sons at home, um, a loving family, house, awesome stuff. I still have opportunity in the future, made some money, have some security that way. And the whole time I've been doing this over you know, my 15 year entrepreneurial journey, I've always looked at like friends and family and people around me and just thought to myself like, why do they stay so stuck in the same place? Why? Like they don't lack the intelligence. <laughs> Literally, you watching this, it has nothing to do with intelligence. At least as I define or as, a, as we might define societal success, like having money and maybe status or whatever. I think there's a lot of traps pursuing those things, but maybe that doesn't matter to you. Maybe you just wanna live a happy life. Maybe you wanna be fulfilled. Maybe you wanna just like kill that inner critic. You wanna remove the shame. You want to just free yourself from yourself. Like that to me, I mean, fundamentally is the ultimate goal of life. It should be. Cause you have all the money in the world and you can be miserable or be a prisoner of your own cage that you created for yourself or you could be unhealthy, et cetera. So like, why is it? Why do people struggle pursuing a fulfilled, happy life? There's a lot of reasons for this. There's two things I wanna talk about. There's desire and there's unlearning of all the bad conditioning and indoctrination that society has just put into your brain, okay? So the reason most people don't become confident in who they are until I would say even like post-30s. And most people hit it like when they're 40 or 50. When they kind of get to that point where they just don't really care what the world thinks as much, they can kind of like live their own truth. Um, and some do it better than others. Some just pursue the wrong things, go down the wrong paths. But it takes a long freaking time to get to that point where you remove yourself more and more and more and more from societal's accepted status quo, what's good, what's right, what's whatever, you know, all that bad indoctrination. It's indoctrination. We've all been brainwashed to believe that what we see on TV and what celebrities do and money and fame and power and status and all this, these ridiculous games that people play and that society like offers up for us as the path, we've been led to believe that that is the answer to life. That's what we're supposed to do. And it's not at all. It's so far, it's actually so far in the wrong direction. And it is such a representation of how destructive and going in the wrong direction our society and modern life really is. So you have to remove all of those ideas that have been implanted in your head. You know, your friends, your family, your parents growing up, uh, the shame you have, the guilt you have, like whether it's about sex, how you look, whether it's about the things you believe or your habits or how you look, whatever, like whatever it is that you have shame because this external thing has come at you and said, 
You're supposed to look like this, think like this, act like this. And because you're over here, you should feel bad about that and you should cause yourself suffering and you should basically try to put yourself over here and do whatever it takes to get there. This is kind of the, the unspoken like rule that you're supposed to like follow or whatever. And it's, it's, it's a lie. They say you take the red pill, right? Because it wakes you up to see through all the BS. You know, the, the BS of society, the BS of uh, schools and parents and just everything that 99% of the population believes is the right way or is the only way, you know. When you take the red pill, they say, it means you just kind of dispel that, that matrix, that illusion, and then you can see the reality for what it is. And I could talk about this topic in a bunch of different esoteric rabbit holes on, on, on. But the, what prompted this video was that idea of desire and remove, unlearning. So unlearning the bad things. That's kind of like phase one. You have to really unlearn the indoctrination and the bad ideas and beliefs that you've developed over years. You have to unlearn those because if you have a lot of desire to be successful in whatever way that means to you, you might follow a lot of those wrong paths. Like you might become rich and famous, but then you'll be unhappy and miserable, right? Uh, you can become rich and famous and live a fulfilled life and figure things out, right? But rich and famous itself has actually nothing to do with happiness and fulfillment and living a, a life that matters. It has nothing to do with it. In fact, they're, they're almost at odds with each other, meaning that if you were given fame and, and money and success, you will actually be further away from finding happiness and fulfillment, okay? So like, you can't have desire to be successful if you don't first unlearn a lot of the bad things that are probably leading in the wrong directions. So that, that's the first most important thing. I don't have tips right now in this video on how you can do that unlearning. I will say though, that is a multi-year process. Reading lots and lots of books, lots of philosophy, having really tough conversations with yourself and with others, trying to bring in as much data as you can, look at alternative viewpoints and alternative ways of living and, and just bring in everything, anything and everything that challenges or helps you see clearly what you think is, is, is correct or what you think life should be or whatever. Like, and then you just do that for years on end and you, you kind of get, get there one way or the other, hopefully. As long as you keep going, I think you will. Because there are some fundamental truths that are built into human biology that we can all seek to... Uh, embrace more in our life and pursue more and and have principles around that like whether it's community whether that's like purpose you know the work you do the, the difference you make etc so you got to unlearn things that's one now the second thing is a des desire and that's what i wanted to talk about at first but then i realized that you have to unlearn things before you have desire because desire uh, in the wrong direction can lead you into dangerous places so the thing about success that people that you can't teach that you can't find in a course that you can't find in a book in a podcast a video or anything is you can't teach people how to desire something. Now, for whatever reason, an accident of nature. Oh, wow. Hey, hey. Okay, that was intense. Holy shit, look at this. So they were over there on the grass and I saw it coming straight on like this far off the ground. A hawk swoops down and almost grabs one of them. It's crazy. So yeah, you guys should probably hang out here for now. <laughs> okay, so the thing about desires, you can't teach this to people and it is a prerequisite to achieving anything that you wanna achieve. 
right? Like if you don't really want something, if you don't desire it enough to make decisions on a daily basis to achieve it, you won't. You will never achieve that thing, at least not through your own doing. You might like accidentally stumble upon money or whatever, but it's not because you worked for it. You got lucky or some random happenstance happened. And that's not really what you want to count on in life. You want to desire the life you want and, and whatever it is, success, uh, freedom, autonomy. And then you want to pursue that, right? You want your desire that is the fuel to propel you. Not some like fake idea of motivation or whatever. You build discipline and habits and routines around the desire for getting to a place you want to get to, okay? I don't know how to... It's hard to talk about this because I've had desire throughout my life for different things. I've always felt like I've thought differently and I've wanted success. I've wanted freedom. Uh, there is actually one thing that I did recognize early on. I had jobs. I've worked construction. My first job was at the movie theater. I've bust tables. I've uh, dug holes. I've done lots of stuff. And early on, I recognized that I want to be in control of my time. I want to be in control of what I do. For me, that was like an overarching thing. And, and it was kind of like a combination of like wanting that and maybe wanting some idea of success. But it was also a fear of being a employee my whole life and being told what to do my whole life. Like I have such a strong inner need as a person to control what I do when I do it and control my time that that like itself, that whatever that is, whatever that's the defect of my character or growing up or some something, that has been a wellspring that's fueled my desire to get to that point. And that, that's like, you know, one example, like figuring out what that is for you. Uh, maybe it's fear that you'll never amount to anything or you'll make a difference or you'll waste this life. Like, I think fear is very powerful. I think you have to be careful with letting it manipulate you and, and lead you down bad paths and lead you to obsessive behavior. But, you know, I, I don't also think that just ignoring fear, which is a like a mechanism that that is intended to do something, you can't just ignore it or pretend it's not there. You have to embrace it and try to use it to your advantage, really. So fear for me is a big one. Uh, then, you know, seeing death in my life, losing my father, grand, grandparents, things, things like that, also built into me a fear. I would even say it's a fear. Like, I, I you know, I'm, I don't want to die like anybody else, but as I've grown older, I've come more to terms that if that's going to happen, it's going to happen. But I've always had this, this fear that I would, you know, get taken too soon or get taken before I can do something great. And that, you know, my life would just be... I don't want to say a waste, but just, I, I would have just wasted potential. And that's another thing about my personality. Like I think wasted potential is, is terrible. So, uh, these, these, this, these are a couple of many things, you know, like maybe I have some, some things I'm trying to compensate for when I was younger. Uh, I, I don't know, uh, but I do know that, you know, becoming an entrepreneur was like the only thing for me. I couldn't, I couldn't be somebody's employee. I couldn't, it just, just didn't fit. And so I got lucky to find entrepreneurship. Uh, but as I've kind of done entrepreneurship more and I've, you know, worked on my strengths, worked on my weaknesses, figure out like how I want to work, how I like to work. Do I want a big company? No. Do I want a lot of employees? No. And I've kind of over the years cultivated who I want to be and how I want to work. I've combined desire with skill and with what I'm doing and, and, and appreciation for that 
And I've connected that to goals. I've connected that to, you know, how I want to live my life and lifestyle design and all these things. And, you know, it's not like one comes before the other. I think it's an iterative process. But for whatever reason, having kind of a growth mindset and always being like confident enough in myself that I'll do the work and that I can kind of figure things out. That has been like my greatest skill set as an entrepreneur. And then I found entrepreneurship and it was a match made in heaven. And then, you know, kind of just kept going. So I know it's a little, it, it's hard to, to, to identify these things, quantify these things, because like I can tell you what worked for me and, I, you know, like I can try to tell you some things, like my memory is not even going to be fully accurate. You know, I might be telling you things that sound good. I might've gotten completely lucky. You know, all I know is that the harder I work and the more I adapt, the luckier I get. So yeah, desire is one of those things that you can't, you can't just learn it from somebody. Nobody can teach it to you. Nobody can give it to you. But you can, if you're open, if you keep an open mind and you keep going, you can cultivate and grow desire and you can connect desire to something you're doing or something you're good at. And a good book to read on this is uh, Cal Newport's So Good They Can't Ignore You. You know, the idea that like you have to like find your passion and things like that. Like sometimes you have to develop your passion. You have to cultivate your passion. Uh, sometimes results themselves are the thing that creates passion. So if you suck at something and then you get good at it, you get a little bit of results, that becomes your passion, even if it was your passion in the beginning. There's a lot of ways that passion and cultivate that and whatever. And, and, and when you have passion, I feel like a lot of ways that is like one of those, it's like coal for the furnace of desire. You keep, fuel, you keep f f fueling that with results and, and, and then you, you enjoy what you're doing, you do it more. They're all kind of connected. They all, they all help each other, play off each other. So, you know, those are just some, some thoughts about, you know, building a successful life. I will say it's not just about money. In fact, it's not really about money at all. For me, I used to think I'd need like $10 million or, I'd, or I wouldn't like be, you know, have made it or whatever. Now I realize it's way less than that. I just need enough money that gives me the freedom to wake up and work on whatever I want to work on every single day, which I'm already doing and the freedom to be able to travel and protect my family, which I have. I've already locked that up. Like I can basically be set for life and it's not millions of dollars. In fact, it's less than a million dollars. You'd be surprised what you can do with less than a million dollars. So yeah, I mean, it's like relationships, how I wanna spend my time. You know, how, how do I wanna have family time and balance my other passions, whether it's that's YouTube or writing or things like that. Uh, it's like, how often do I want to travel? What things matter to me? And then really for me, it's peace of mind. I don't like the reason I don't want to have hundreds of employees because it is extremely stressful. And there's always some, something you have to put out. It's like a never ending thing. That's not enjoyable for me. I like educating. I like reading. I like writing. I like doing videos, podcasts. And those, like that's not a multi-million dollar business. <laughs> a few people in the world can make that kind of money with these type of things. But for most people, that's not the path. The path you know, these things you do for their own sake. You do them because you enjoy them and you want to maybe reach people and help people connect with them. And maybe they'll make some money, maybe they won't, but you'll do them anyways. And what happens ironically is when you find those things you'll do anyways, you'll do them for the sake of doing them. They actually end up bringing you tangible financial rewards that you didn't even expect. And if they don't, for me personally, I'm going to keep doing them. You know, I could have a million YouTube subs, and if I was making basically no money, like if they demonetized my account, I would still make my, I would still make the videos, you know? So let me know what you think. I'm going to be doing more videos like this on Escaping Fragility. Uh, that's my second YouTube channel. It's kind of my backup channel. I talk about different ideas like this success, money, and like whatever comes to mind. 
having a plan B, et cetera. And my main channel is all, all health and nutrition and lifestyle. That's the ancestral, well, actually, it's just my name now, Colin Stuckert. Uh, that's kind of loosely connected to the Ancestral Mind podcast, which is the podcast we talk about health and everything related to ancestral health. So you can check that out. You can get all this over at colin.coach and you can get on the newsletter. Let me know what you think about this. And if there's any topics you want me to cover or talk about or anything, just drop them below. I love, love getting prompts for videos because then I don't have to do a bunch of research. <laughs> I know what to record, you know? Like, it's, please send them, send them over. Drop them in a comment. Email me. I'll see you in the next one.